Hi, I'm Luann Midgley from Tell Your Story Videos, and this is Shop Talk. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Taryn Barker. She is the owner-operator of The Little Butcher in Newport Village, Port Moody, BC. And Taryn, I'm so looking forward to speaking with you. Taryn, what's been your path to become a butcher and then to go on and to run your own butchery business? Well, I started working in a shop when I was 16. It was a shop that was actually like a sister shop from one my my sister was working at in the interior. And she just said, hey, you should go apply there. Like, it's actually kind of fun. Like, we, you know, we was a good group of people. And so I went and applied and, um, yeah, just got a job as a counter girl or customer service. Um, so throughout high school, I did that just kind of a few days a week, um, helping customers, doing cleaning, um, you know, feeling a little bit, learning, learning a little bit about the meat. So it was good. And then after high school, I didn't really plan to go back to university or go to university right away. So I started working there and then um, became like the manager of the shop. So I did that <clears throat> for for four years. I was the manager and, and you know started doing other things like the scheduling and more of the uh, managing the other staff and doing cash outs and all sorts of things like that. And I did go to school a little bit for uh, like a business admin um, degree. So I started that as well. So I was learning marketing and accounting and things like that while I was in school. After that, those seven years of working for my then boss, he had kind of started looking for another um, shop to open. So either building a new shop or finding one that was maybe for sale. Um, so we looked at building one in Fort Langley, which would have been really lovely but um, just very expensive. So we kind of kept kept our eye out, kept looking. And uh, he finally found the shop in Port Moody here where I am now. I found it for sale. Um, and we jumped right on it because Newport Village is just so beautiful with all the other uh, businesses here. It's, it's so nice to have the butcher, the bakery, the seafood, the produce, and, and then all the other little stores. So, so yeah, so we were very drawn to this store. Uh, and then we, yeah, we put in an offer for it and we bought it. So that then snowballed into me owning my own store. And, um, I really didn't start doing too much actual butchery until maybe six months or a year before when, when he had said he wanted to open another store. Um, so I didn't start doing much butchery until then. Um, so it was a lot at the beginning of opening the store where I was still kind of learning um and learning how to be a business owner at the same time so yeah and then now we're um we're celebrating our 10th anniversary this summer uh being open here in Fort Moody which I can't believe it's been 10 years already so it's just been a constant it's constantly learning which is amazing it keeps me engaged and um working the long hours and lots of days it's you know it's okay when you're enjoying it still and and learning still and getting new opportunities still. So yeah, so that was my kind of road to becoming a butcher was just a, a part-time job when I was in high school. <laughs> oh, incredible. <laughs> uh, and, and so you learned while you worked there to become mm -hmm. a butcher, to butcher the meat. And, yeah. uh, and so that that's interesting in, in that it's a lot, it's a pretty male dominated uh, industry. Um, how, how are you feeling being a, a woman butcher? And, and I noticed right away when I go into your store that there's a lot of women who work there as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me a bit, bit more about that. 
Yeah, I mean, on, when I first started doing it, I didn't really have a thought about it. You know, it wasn't really, I'm a lady and it's guys because I was quite young when we opened the store. So I didn't even really think about it, honestly. So it wasn't until we were really kind of like the ball was rolling in Port Moody here that we kind of had people coming in and it only lasted for a little bit, thankfully. But um, but a lot of people would, you know, I'd go out to help them and they'd be like, oh, I want to talk to the meat cutter or the butcher. And I'd be like, oh, it's me. <laughs> and I can help you. And they'd be like, oh, like, really? Are you sure there's no one else like back there? Um, so that was a couple years kind of of that. But slowly people got used to us, um, got to know me and got to know the store and figured out that we were very capable of doing the job. Um, so that was great. So yeah, it's, it only took a little bit of time, I think, to gain people's trust. And I think as long as you're a skillful individual at whatever you do, then um, the customers realize that eventually. So yeah, and then with having a largely female staff, I think that it's kind of just happened. Um, when we took over the store, we took on their existing employees and they were actually all females when we took over the store. Um, there was, I think, four or five of them. Um, they didn't all stay very long after we switched over, but that kind of maybe started it a little bit for me where I was like, okay, this is a whole group of ladies. Like we can obviously do this. Well, it's a great vibe in there for certain. Um, and, <laughs> and I enjoy going in there and, and, uh, and seeing and seeing women behind the counter. I can't help it, yeah. but it's, it's nice. Good. It's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think for customers too, it creates kind of a comfortable environment as well comfortable for customers of all ages and all sexes and all things. So, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about your, your philosophy, your personal philosophy of uh, sustainable farming and, and, uh, and butchery and how, to, and how does that uh, reflect in your business? Yeah, well, so when we first started the store, we kind of, I kind of had taken everything from the previous shop and we just kind of implanted it. So we did everything the same. Um, but then as I was here, and you know, exploring my um, my likes and dislikes of the industry and things, and meeting different business owners, uh, I just started learning more about how what you eat, um, you know, affects your body, and really like what you eat is you know, eating is your medicine and, and things like that. So I was lucky to meet um, Alfred, who owns a naturopathic store a couple of doors down, and he was bringing in doctors and nutritionists and people who made certain products so they could talk about different health things and, and yeah, so how food affected your body. So at 23, 24, when we first were going and I was, I was learning all this. So I was really inspired to start looking at what we were buying and was it good? Was it good enough? Could it be better? Um, yeah. So I started just doing my own research and watching lots of documentaries, reading books, um, talking, trying to talk and find local farmers um, and yeah, it just is kind of snowballed over the years as well. So I've been lucky to find a couple really key farmers that I'd like kind of became friends with. And then that even if they couldn't supply me with what we wanted or needed, you know, then they were able to recommend other farmers to help subsidize or just be our supplier. So I've been very lucky over the years to be able to find the things that we ideally want and I'm still not quite there because it is a bit of a um it's, it's hard with consumers a bit too because we're so used to in the last I, I think it's kind of getting a little bit better people are changing their 
buying habits a bit now, but in the last 10, 20 years, it's like you go to the grocery store, you get everything you need at the grocery store, you can get your produce, you can get your meat, you can get whatever. Um, so changing that into going to some smaller butcher shops uh, or individual produce stores or bakeries, right? That's been a bit of a, a learning curve. And then for us, we try to do the whole animal butchery. So that's another learning curve where, you know, each animal only has um, like one of this or two of that. So like there's only two beef tenderloins on a cow. So when we sell out of that, that's all we have. <laughs> but there's, you know, so many different cuts. So um, the education piece and hoping that our customers will trust in us. Um, they've been coming to us for long enough or they've had good experiences that, the, you know, if we don't have A that they're looking for, well, we have B and C that are very close and, and we think they, they would maybe enjoy those just as much. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a slow, slow burn. Um, with the customer education and then making sure we can find reliable sources for the meat. So we've been lucky. Um, just before COVID, we found uh, a farm uh, in the interior called Bradner. They're out of Ashcroft. Um, so we get whole cows from them. Um, and I really wanted to try to find BC meats because that's another thing for me. It's just the local aspect support. Why, why wouldn't we support our local farmers, right? If we can. So um, so yeah, we found a beautiful BC farmer and they're able to supply us with the amounts we need. Cause that's another hard thing is that some of the smaller farmers only do so much. So you can't always, if you have a shop that sells so much, you hopefully can find a supplier that can give you that much. So, yeah. So, so it's something that I am passionate about and I'm, I'm still learning about. I'm still trying to read and, and discover more and, and figure out exactly what fits in our shop and, and in Port Moody. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that we can continue on that way and get to a whole system of only whole animal butchery. And yeah. What do you, what do you carry at, uh, at your butcher shop, um, Taryn? Uh, you know, obviously meat, people who are, yeah. on, um, you know, <laughs> expecting to see that. Yes. <laughs> what, else, what else do you do there that is a bit unique, uh, maybe, or um, as you say, the, uh, the, whole, the whole animal butchery and you don't mm -hmm. waste anything? What, what, what yeah. kind of products do you have there? Yeah, so from the whole animal, we then end up with lots of bones. So we do a bunch of store-made uh, bone broth or stock. Um, so that's a great way to both utilize what we have um, and to supply the community with something that's so nutritious um, and makes their lives easier as they don't have to spend 10 or 12 hours with a pot of broth at home. Um, and we make mostly all of our own marinades and seasonings. So anyone who has maybe a food preference or an allergy. Um, we try to reduce items with wheats in them. We try to remove that when we can. We try to keep things low salt, low sugar. Um, and then like, yeah, no soy, uh, eggs. So we know exactly what we put into it. So it's a lot easier to tell a customer when they say, oh, I, I have a, an egg allergy. So like, what can I have? And then we can show them exactly what they need. So I think that's um, a little bit different than a lot of the stores is that we actually make our own marinades where we used to, when we first started, just buy them pre-packaged, which is I think what most grocery stores and shops do. So, so that's good. Um, and then we, anything we don't make. So we have a large section in our freezer and then a large section of dry goods that are yeah, like locally made barbecue sauces, um, different like Asian sauces, 
and we have different some snacks so some like popcorns and chips and then things in our freezer like pies and pierogies and Jamaican patties so anything we don't make we're trying to buy local and I think right now we're about like 90 to 95 percent of what we bring in is from BC so we're doing <laughs> that's just wonderful that's wonderful yeah. I I think of a of a butcher shop in the community and I think of it being a, a really important um place uh a business to have and what do you think is the is the uh essence of a great local butcher well I think being able to trust your local butcher is like is a hundred percent an important thing um if you can't trust them you know on where where things are coming from and how old, how fresh they are and yeah what's in this product like if you can't trust your butcher um then you're probably not going to keep going back there so i think that's a really really important thing and something that we've tried really hard over the years to develop so that um and then yeah just being able to supply good products so whether people, and I mean, again, you kind of have to figure out what your community maybe wants or needs, but um, I think the Port Moody community is a lot of people that maybe have come from Vancouver or who've lived here for a, a long time, but they do really want to support local. Um, we don't have a lot of big box stores in Port Moody. So the local, like shop local is very important. Um, and yeah, the fact that we then, not only are we a local business, but everything we basically buy is supporting another local business. So, you know, when you come into our store, you're really supporting the local community. So, yeah. Love that. Love that local, yeah. local <laughs> angle. <laughs> I'm it's all for that as why, well. Why not? Right. We went, once you start looking we really have so many amazing products, we don't need to fly things in from all over the world. And of course there are some things you can't find here. Right. But, um, but then you can go to, a store like TNT market that's meant to be that kind of store. So we can have our own niche and support our local people. You have a pretty big competition coming up in September. Uh, you're one of seven members of Team Canada going to the world's uh, butchers uh, competition. And yeah. uh, tell us more about that. And how did you yeah. get on Team Canada? <laughs> and and what what is going to happen at this competition coming up? Yeah, so... A few years ago, um, I didn't even know that the World Butchers Challenge existed. Um, so a few years ago, I traveled to New Zealand to compete in this just a small butcher competition at a, a festival called Meatstock. So I think I just found it on Instagram or something. I found it online. Just kind of started chatting with butchers um, on Instagram. And they were like, yeah, like, if you can, you should come. It's such a good time. And it's you know, just like the whole meat festival. So, of course, if you like meat appreciate the festival but then an opportunity to challenge myself uh, to do something new in the competition so I signed up and <laughs> I started practicing here so that one was just a, a little half an hour competition where you got like some lamb and some pork and you just basically have 30 minutes to cut it and season it and garnish it and kind of display it as best you could in 30 minutes so participated in that it was awesome um, all the New Zealanders kicked my ass, which was totally fine because I've never done it before, but it was a good eye opener. So, um, and then while I was there, of course, I met many other butchers. I met one gentleman named Shannon Walker and he, uh, is just such a support to all butchers. He was kind of like the liaison there and just kind of gave us a couple pep talks about like, you know, this is 
you know, bringing up the whole industry, it doesn't matter who wins or who loses, like the more we can, you know, challenge each other and, and show the world what we can do is the, the more it'll bring up the industry. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. And so we kept in touch. And I ended up actually going to Brazil with them as well to compete in another competition. And then they were like, hey, like Canada's starting a team for this world butchers challenge. Have you like, have you heard of that? And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. So they talked about the Australian team and the New Zealand team. They're kind of telling me all about it. And he was like, oh, you should apply. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I've only been doing it for so long. He's like, just apply, you know, see what happens. So I applied. We had to do, I think there was like 10 or 12 assignments that we had to do. So they said, okay, take um, your assignments, a, a pork leg. So from a pork leg, you had to do whatever you wanted with it, right? So then they would um, take all the um, people who have applied and they would look at all the pictures and they would decide on who's they liked the best and who did the best job. So in the end, I was picked as um, there was eight of us to start with. Um, so one of eight and I had kind of applied. There was a couple different roles. I kind of applied for the finisher which is at the end more so where you're, yeah, you're seasoning and you're garnishing and you're stuffing and you're making everything just look perfect for the display. So that's my role on the team is, is called the finisher. So <laughs> that's kind of how it came. And then um, the competition itself is, so it's three hours and 15 minutes. So it's a pretty good amount of time. And then six of us compete together. So we have one alternate on the team. Um, and so, yeah, we have three hours to take it from just the plain meat. So there's a, a side of beef, a side of pork, a whole lamb, and then five chickens. So we have to take it from that and turn it into a beautiful display like you would find in a butcher shop. So, well, I, I can't wait. I hope you take lots of pictures and videos. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, we'll try to live stream it somehow, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram so that everyone can no one who's interested can see it. It is a bit of a, a long watch, but then you can pop on and off when you want. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Very well, exciting. Good yeah. luck with that. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. <laughs> Hope you yeah. bring home, uh, you know, the, the top, the top Great. prize. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're aiming for. That's yeah. what we're aiming for. <laughs> At least having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The team has been so wonderful from the first day that we met, we all just got along so well. And I think it's just partly that like, you know, drive and passion for the industry that we all, we all share. So that helps the team. Yeah. Well, it was great chatting with you, Taryn. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on a shop talk and, and I enjoy uh, your, your shop so much. And uh, we just en had the most amazing pork chops there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you you <laughs> served me and, yeah. um, and it would, they were absolutely incredible. So, um, good, just good. a yeah, little shout out there for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so nice to talk to you too. And hopefully we'll be able to chat a bit more here and there for the uh, next while. I'd love that. I would love that. Thank yeah. you so much. And you take care. Okay. Thanks, Lynn. <laughs>